All right, it's March 1st, and this is another episode of Headliners. Today we're talking about the Razzies Award for the worst movie of the year. Rotten Tomatoes is changing things up, and we're going to talk about Green Book, the movie that won the Oscar for Best Picture this year. Jimmy's here, he's back, he's coming down off of a, uh, a serious editing binge, so he's a little tired, right? Yep. There tired. we go. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. 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 All right, so last, week is at, last weekend's box office, February 22nd to 24th, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, the last one of the series, came out uh, number one, $55 million, which is, that's a stupid number for February. Uh, number two, Alita Battle Angel at 12.2. Number three, The Lego Movie 2 at uh, 9.5. In fourth place was Fighting With My Family at 7.8, and running at the top five is Isn't It Romantic, 7.1. Have we figured out what that movie is yet? Because I... That's the... I don't know her act, actress's real name, but from um, Pitch Perfect, Fat Amy. It's, oh, oh, the fake... She wakes uh, up in like a rom-com, and she hates rom-coms. Oh, see, I've, I wanted to see that, actually. Yeah, no, I only realized it because I was at the theater and saw like the actual poster. See, that's awesome. Now, now it's making sense. I, Rebel Wilson. Last, last, last week I saw I saw uh, from the studio, it says WB, and then in parentheses NL. I was like, oh, it's Warner Brothers Netherlands. It must be a foreign film. <laughs> Probably not, this, given this new information. So I actually want to see that. You know what I watched on the plane because I was flying? What? what was that? And it, and it was uh, JetBlue, which you can't start on your own time. Like, they just have a... They have, have There's like, no on demand. Yeah, it's just yeah, running. It's just, so it's just running. So I didn't see it from the start, but uh, the one with Rosie, whatever her name is from Australia, and Mark Wahlberg, Instant Family, or whatever. What? Oh, that's good. Oh, how was that? I just caught the back end, but I had been told it was like heartwarming and good, and and not a dumb comedy. Yeah, and uh, it was. It was heartwarming and good. I wish I saw. I saw the the last three quarters, three thirds of it, or last. Whatever you mean, three fourths. Two thirds. <laughs> hey, I saw the last three fourths of it, and then it rotated, and I saw the first five minutes. So there's a chunk I still haven't seen. Like Fifteen minutes you're missing. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. probably a little more than that. Probably, probably, probably missed about a half hour. It, it's a good movie. I saw that uh, Thanksgiving time with, with the family. Yeah. Such a. It was. A, it was so nice at the end. Yes, I thought it was. They they advertised it poorly. Because if they advertised it correctly, I think we would have wanted to do an episode on it. Yeah, I don't know. But if, if they just look like, um, what's it? Uh, the Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell uh, one. Daddy's Home one? Daddy's Home. It looked yeah. like a, something like that. I, but see, Not if at they, all. If they, if they build it as something that we would have liked, like a heartwarming family film, do you think we would have liked it going in with expectations like that? Yeah, I'm a sap. Yeah, yeah we... We would have loved it anyways, but I, I think <laughs> the wrong crowd would have gone into it. But, I mean, it looped in people looking for a good uh, family comedy, and then they just they, uh, they, they they duped them with a heartfelt, awesome story. Yeah. The true story. I think I think it was a good dupe. I liked it. A little switcheroo. Yeah. Maybe if we're bored one day, we'll review it. 
I want to watch it again. All right, so uh, this weekend, things worth mentioning but not worth discussing. I did not assign these, so it's going to go me, Jimmy, Dave. We're going we're gonna to rotate. Work. Cool. All right, so uh, Will Smith has bailed on Suicide Squad squ- sequel. Suicide Squad sequel, most likely because there's no way he can possibly handle another internet backlash after the last Suicide Squad and Aladdin. I actually saw a different rumor why. Why is um, that? Because they're bringing James Gunn in to write it and direct it. And uh-huh. like kind of save this franchise because it, it has potential. It's just the first it one does. is fucking awful. And so, and Will Smith, notoriously, like every movie he's on, he brings in his own writers to like punch up the script. So James, if they brought in James Gunn to save it, he may have told Will Smith, no, like you're going to do my dialogue. And so that's why he's turning it down now. See, that that may have made sense for Will. I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong. You're probably right. That would have made sense for Will back in, like, early 2000s. But what what kind of swing does Will Smith have these days in the writer's room? Uh, he was in my favorite movie, Bright. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. Um, yeah, no, I, no, no, he, I he's I got no swing. <laughs> he's uh, the Fresh Prince. Anyways. He didn't do this movie because uh, Suicide Squad was a bad movie. So there you go. Works all around. Good take. I like it. Yeah. Strong take. Hey, you want to do Most a want to do a sequel to that bad movie you did? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> to be fair, it made almost a billion dollars. Well, yeah. There's a lot of idiots in this world. But well, you you have to sit online and, and take a beating from all these idiots out there. So yeah. like, why put yourself through that? Yeah. Spit- Pay me millions of dollars. I will gladly sit online and take. Yeah, a but he he has millions of dollars. He already has it. Yeah. Speaking of bad movies, Holmes and Watson won the Razzie. For worst picture ever made in 2019, <laughs> edging out Happy Time Murders. Good job, Holmes and Watson. Take two of my favorite comedic actors and make the worst movie ever. Did they show up to accept it? No, I don't think they did. Oh, because I, I always love when like big name actors do that. Like Halle Berry yeah. did it yep. when she won her Razzie. She walked out with the Oscar she won the year before. Yep, Sandra Bullock did the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's a great little fun thing. I mean, you know when you suck. You, you go over there for a payday, and you get a little shitty... You know how much the, the award costs? How much? It costs $4.97, and they spray-painted gold. <laughs> That's awesome. It's amazing. I love it. Which I, I also love that they won the Razzie for... Like, um, John C. Riley won the Razzie for this. Mm-hmm. He also won, like, all these foreign awards for the Sisters Brothers. So he had, like, an amazing movie and a yep. shitty movie. Yeah, like, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy, uh, she won the Razzie for... Uh, her worst actress in Happy Time Murders, but she was also nominated for an Oscar for her uh, "Can You Ever Can You Ever Forgive Me." I still really want to see that. I have it downloaded. Oh, as do I. Then someone send that to me. Yeah, you just uh, whatever you download, man. Just Google Drive that. Yeah. Wink, wink. We should set up a yes. Anyways, the FCC got flooded with complaints of- about gender equality over the Super Bowl halftime show because Adam Levine showed his, showed his nipples and everyone. Like, they everyone was fine with it, but when Janet Jackson does it, suddenly it's a controversy. I'm fucking in full agreement here. Adam Levine showing his nipples was it was I didn't like it at all. It was gross. It was lewd and inappropriate. I agree on oh, all accounts. I'm, yeah, I, I, I agree I'm, with the complaints, but I'm on the other side. I'm on free the nipple. Like I I don't care. That's like, one way to take it. Okay. Let them do that. Sure, I don't care. Yeah, either way, but. If, or it's an equality issue. Whether it's right or wrong, it's like be the same. Do you know that 
Do you know that the male nipple was banned up until nineteen, uh, the, up until the nineteen thirties? I did this in my light, most recent episode of Just Talking with Katie. Yes, really. I, I saw this on Reddit or something. Yeah, the men fought for the rights to bare their nipples. There was a free the nipple hashtag movement in nineteen like thirties. Twenty seven, I think. Twenty seven, and they won, and then the male nipple got freed. They just kept like writing in chalk on the sidewalks hashtag free the nipple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What does that pound sign mean? <laughs> Pound free the nipples. How many numbers is that? <laughs> Old timey man, it's good stuff. All right. Uh, next season of Serial will examine the public school system. Boo! God damn it! I wish I didn't do this one because I didn't read this uh, at all. I saw this. I was like, oh, podcast news. I liked Serial the first one. Where were they going to go? I didn't. I didn't bother reading the actual like avenue they're going to take. Gonna but pick, they're going to pick a specific public school system and go over like from it w- the time it was founded in like the 1800s through now, how it changed and was impacted by like laws and when it se- like desegregated and all that. This could not be more boring. But like, I, I feel like that is a good topic. Like that could be a good topic for a podcast. That's not what I want from Serial, though. I want no. fucking. Anand Syed, like, cold cases. Go back to that. And I know they were like, oh, we don't want to do that anymore. And the second season of Serial sucked, too. With, uh, and the third did. What was the third? Didn't you know there was a it third? It was about the Cleveland justice system. Yeah. It was fucking awful. Ugh. This, is, yeah, this no. podcast about the public school system is just for people that like to smell their own farts and eat their own shit. Hey, like this, the this public school like, system uh, is bad. Oh, I agree. You guys want to go into excruciating, boring detail about why the public school system is bad? Yeah. My 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 thought when I read this and why I put it on here is I just imagine a whole an entire episode five reviewing the budget. You know, I used to and, film board of education meetings every other Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Stupid money gets spent on those places. Just stupid yeah. money. And then days when they would come and do the budget cuts and. There'd be kids crying about how the ROT program saved their daughters and sons' lives and how could you cut it? And it's like, ugh, everything <laughs> sucks. Everything sucks on both sides of the equation that we're there. Yep. No, it's terrible. Why don't you parent your kids? If the I ROTC program saved your kid's life, just take them up in the morning and drill sergeant their ass. <laughs> no, I can't Jimmy. wait for the... The season after this, which is going to be about how Serial was killed by shitty organizers. Yeah. How no, the leading no, podcast plundered and plummeted to the no, depths it's gonna, it's, of terribleness. It's going to be the, the life and death of the modern toll system. Sarah Koenig's not even the voice. She's not even narrating no. it. She bailed. She, she, she was in the third season. No, she pulled the Will Smith. And she says, this sucks. I'll quit. Fuck NPR for doing this. All right. Well, Rotten Tomatoes has changed the site. We hinted at this. They're no longer allowing viewers to review a movie that hasn't come out yet. Seems like they won stuff. Seems so obvious. Hey, have you seen this movie? No. You don't get to review it. People are upset about this. Is that what the yeah, because people think that it's a, it was because of uh, Captain Marvel because there were already negative reviews out because people were just trolling and uh, what do they call uh, negative blasting? What do they call it, Dave? Do you remember? No, I don't know what it's called, but they, they were just like trolling it and put in like thousands and thousands of negative reviews. 
Like, more than any of the Avengers movies, which are way more anticipated than this. Yeah. And people were saying, well, well, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is owned by Disney, so they're they're just protecting their product, which, back up, it's not. No, it's, it's owned by WB, who which has own, DC, so they'd exactly. want to, like, to bomb. This would benefit their parent company. So it's, it's just them grabbing the reins and saying, like, I mean, 10 years too late, sh- what are you doing? Stop this. Yeah. And but they're also like getting... Anytime you have an audience score... It's gonna get manipulated and taken advantage of. Of course, but I mean, this this at least minimizes it to a degree, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a step in the right direction. It is, and they're not done yet. Uh, I know they also already got rid of the the wanna see meter. That was that was just convoluted uh, design wise because you, you could say like I want to see this movie or I don't want to see it, and they put the number percentages in the same location as the if you liked it or not. I never even in the same the font. Meter. I didn't know that existed. No, no, you you probably didn't. You probably looked at it though, because it looked it was the same place as the like the the, the percentage. Mm-hmm. So it looked like it was like oh well this is certified fresh yeah, ninety nine people ninety nine percent people like this, but it was ninety nine percent people want to see it. It's stupid. And before like movies would come out, that's what like you could upload negative reviews to that, so plummet the want to see. And once the movie came out, that became the audience score, which was yep. stupid. Interesting. Not a whole lot of it made sense. Like it's it's just. If you took like three to four minutes to think about your 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 product here, you would have thought this is a bad idea. Let's back off this. But it's taken them. Oh, how about this? Do you know how long Rotten Tomatoes has been around, Dave? I think you would probably know this because you read it. I didn't read it. I'm gonna guess 2008. Jimmy, how long do you think Rotten Tomatoes has been around? 2002. Closer. They're in their 21st year. Jesus. So they're like early internet. I can't, early, I can't early find internet. this want-to-watch meter you're telling me about. No, they removed it. It's, yeah, it's not there anymore. Oh, they already made the change? I thought yeah, they removed that this week. Yep. Damn. thought I was going to get and there. So this is good for Rotten Tomatoes that they've cleaned up their scoring system a little bit. But, but, Six Pack Cinema has to, has, still has a problem. How do we aggregate that? movies that only two of us see? It's mm. a big problem here. Well, it we... Is. we it, that your score doesn't count if you don't see it. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Something needs to be done about this. Well, maybe mm-hmm. you should uh, stop skipping so much movies, Jimmy. Did you see that this movie Cold Pursuit, the Liam Neeson one, where he's a snowplow driver and it looks like taken in the snow? Yeah. We're reviewing it next week. Are we, no, we're not. That's the only thing out. Uh, Captain Marvel's coming out. Next week, that's coming out. It's not going to be out by the time we record. Oh, you don't want to watch uh, Medea's Family Funeral? No, no. but okay, no. I want to watch Cold Pursuit now. Did you see the Rotten Tomatoes? I'll let you guys in on this. No. Yes, it, I did see that today. It's interesting. What would you guess this movie would be, Sheehan? I'll tell you what you would guess. You would guess that this movie would be high audience, low critical, right? No, opposite. By the way, you're telling me this. Yeah, I guess the opposite. Well, by the way, I'm telling it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But that's isn't that odd that the critical is 70% and the audience is 59. Oh, I love Which I love I, movies like that. That I think the audience was lower because of the Liam Neeson like backlash. Backlash. Oh, okay, cuz I'm thinking maybe this is a bit better than your average dumb action movie. Which I've heard it is. And the audience went expecting, just show me action, and then they gave him a lot of plot and story, and the critics were like, actually, that was really good. If that's the case, I'm very interested in this movie now. 
Well, it's I, I want to go with that to review next week. Nice. Not next episode. Next week because next episode is. Uh, Happy death day, death day to you. To you. Happy. Were you able to download that one, by the way? I haven't checked. All right. But I will. That I would be helpful. I need to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shout out to anyone listening that cares about downloads. Yeah. We care about downloads. Download all our podcasts. Yeah. Yes. And tell all your friends. Yeah. And like us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yep. yep. All right. Moving on to the, the real topic, I guess. Uh, headliner. The Oscars happened on Sunday. Did you guys know? Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I did. I did. I enjoyed them. No, I didn't. Uh, but you know what? These fucking Oscars, man, there's always something happens that gets me back. It was bad all the way through. Well, I was, I, say... I was, let me get through this. Let me go, let me get through this. All right. So I, I was, I was all the way through. I was like, well, the, the, no host was fine. Totally fine. Didn't need that. The opening sucked, but get down to the end. And Olivia Coleman's speech made me think, oh my God, this is what the Oscars are all about. This is amazing. I love this. And it got me into it. And then Green Book won, which was my pick. And it's like, well, I'm back. The last 20 minutes saved the whole night for me. And I can't wait for the next one. Despite suffering through like three hours of bullshit, missing True Detective, and it was like it was. I'm, I'm a battered. Uh, it's I'm in a battered relationship, and I cannot I, get out. I would out. say this Oscars was markedly better than like the past few years. I thought the no host thing was fantastic. Yes, and like yep. the the first three, uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Maya, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Like they got a little bit longer than all the other people, but it worked, and they just joked for like four minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I thought the no host thing they should just make that permanent. I think I, they're going to. I thought the Olivia Coleman speech was fantastic, and the woman who won for Black Panther. Uh, woman who won for Black Panther. What for are you talking about? costume design. Maybe costume design. Okay. For one of the lesser awards. Um, oh, she had, had she pulled out her cell phone and was like reading and shaking. I think so. She it was a, a nice speech, moment. I thought it was a nice and moment. I she was the the shallow performance. Oh, shallow! What Incredible. that was an all time moment. And the beginning one, the makeup artist who bombed horribly, and we yes, got to see I the won. Oscars actually turn the lights off on someone. I missed that. Oh my god, it was so good. They literally turned they they turned the mic off and they were still standing up there. They panned out to go to commercial and you see the lights go out. It was I, fucking perfect. I was editing and working for half it, but I did the shallow performance on is what I saw really because I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch that. That was awesome. Beautiful. It was moving actually. And then I have the same thing with you. Is uh, uh, Olivia Coleman's speech was fun. That was what you said, John. Like what the Oscars used to be, where people were genuine, genuinely. Uh, excited and giddy about winning and not using it yes. as a platform to preach. Yes, and the drama with Glenn Close sitting front row in her fucking 45-pound gold dress thinking she was a shoe in to win and losing. Oh, Did you know she is no. the most, um, most nominated, nominated without a win? No, yeah, without winning. Now she is 0-8, I think. What was, no. what was Leah? She's 0-15. 0-15? Oh, maybe 0-8 for leading actress. Yes. What was Leo? Leo, um, I think he was like nine. It wasn't. It wasn't in the teens. I know that. Interesting. Uh, and uh, Green Book winning, which is the big story here. And John had it correct. Congrats to you. Shout out me. You know, did we uh, say you were crazy? Did we like poo poo you a lot with this? Uh, you didn't say I it was did. crazy, but no, you didn't. You, I, I, because I trust me, I looked back and I wanted to prove you guys wrong. Um, no, you guys were like saying. 
No, 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 that just doesn't. But you didn't say I'm an idiot. No, I, I wanted. I thought the biggest thing was the controversy. I wanted yeah. Green Book to win. You know, uh, past seven uh, best pitchers, I picked five. Wow! Shout out me. Which one did All you right. get wrong? Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water and uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Wow. Nice. That's a good record. Well, I'm yeah. gonna start betting based on your picks. Thank you. I was you excited should. Green Book won, unlike Spike Lee, who was upset. It is what funny. It is funny that he lost both times he was nominated or, or had a picture that was worthy of winning. He lost to a picture about someone driving someone around. He lost to driving Miss Daisy, which is a black man driving a white woman around. And now he lost <laughs> to uh, Green Book, which is a white man driving a black man around. It's awesome. He That's said that. At least he, got, at least he got nominated this time, which he wasn't the first time. And do the right. Oh, he thing. was nominated. Do the right thing. Shouldn't be nominated. All right, whatever. I mean, well, is... no, not do the right thing. Um, Isn't that what it was when it went up against no. Driving Miss Davy? No, I I'm... thought it was. I don't think so. Okay, but anyway, and he won his first Oscar, which was awesome. I liked him winning and give and jumping up on uh, Samuel L. Jackson, giving him that giant bear hug. Yeah, that was awesome. That was an awesome moment. But then he started speaking, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? He didn't make any sense. He made no sense for like the first minute of him being on stage. Because he was excited and rambling. No, he was reading like headlines or some shit. It was. I mean, I get what he was trying to do. He was doing classic Spike Lee, but it was just weird. But um, I've always thought he was kind of an ass and annoying. He he kind of won me over that night. He was he was giddy as hell. I liked it. Yeah. But he, when when Green Book won, did you hear he, he got up and like walked out? Oh, did he? Oh yeah. He I did. I heard he didn't hide his like disdain. No, and he's been telling literally everyone who will listen. Uh, he, he thinks that they got it wrong. I don't. Which is fine. Like I, I don't. Care. Well, it's his movie, so he likes it. But I don't think Black Klansman was better than Green Book in a Best Picture situation. No, yeah, it wasn't. I think, I think in a vacuum, Green Book is the better movie. But I, I mean, I called it. I thought Black uh, Klansman was going to be the surprise win. You called it all right. Well, I caught it wrong, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant you said it. Yeah, it was do the right thing that didn't get nominated in 1989, which yeah, uh, I just looked it up. I, I watched I watched Black Klansman on Saturday, and you know what? It's a lot better than I remember, especially the second time through. So it's so good. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of the ending. I did. I liked the end. Like, what do you mean the uh, the uh, the montage of yeah. uh, 2017? Yeah, that was a good little cap on it. Says, "Hey guys, you laughed about this." But it's still here and it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I just don't like being confronted with that. You don't like agendas. You don't like. You don't like don't realism like in your movies. I don't like agendas. Yes. Yes. Whether they're right or wrong, you just you, you like to separate those from your movies. Didn't we? Did, that's fair. I was gonna make you guys give me your top Spike Lee movies, but I feel like I've already made you do that. I don't like doing top movies, and I don't know any of them. I think I, I yes. I no, you, to, you asked me. Have to look at a list. And I think we have done this. No, you did. asked me before, and I said White Man Can't Jump, like adamantly saying that was a Spike Lee movie. And I was That's wrong. not a Spike Lee. Movie. No shit. But I know that now. <laughs> but, yeah, we already did this because Inside yeah. Inside Man and uh, He Got Game were mine. So, in addition to Spike Lee, also L.A. Times wrote a full blown like five thousand word article saying why Green Book sucked and why it was the earth the worst Best Picture uh, win since Crash, which is. Why? What? What are they saying? Crash sucked. Why? 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 What are they saying? They're saying is bad it was. Fu- it was. It, I mean, I, I skimmed the article to be truth be told because once once I, I I read something and I I realize that they're just being assholes for the sake of being assholes and and contrarians, I kind of like skim it. 
but basically they said that it was uh, it was forced humor into awkward situations. They uh, put a rosy picture on uh, racism in the '60s to to show this good guy, nice guy who was happened to be the the father of the screenwriter. Like it was, I mean, they had some points. They weren't good points. It's just somebody that LA Times and New York Times they love to have one guy be a contrarian douchebag every time. And this is it. So to hell with them. To hell with them. That was a great movie, and I loved it. It was amazing. Shout out me. I said 80% positive it was going to win. Yeah, well, I ranked it higher than you. So, boom. <laughs> I, who, yeah, well, okay, I, I, new competition we're going to do here. When the, okay. when the best picture gets announced, whoever ranked it the highest out of the three of us is the smartest person of that year. <laughs> no. Well, see, not. now I have, to know, I have to know that going ahead because... The best picture of the year is not my favorite picture of the year. It's just uh, not. Well, let's see. What do we got here? I think I was well, the I highest. I was right then. Oh, hang on. I was right because Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated. Yeah, no one said it was not the best animated photo picture. We just said it wasn't the best. Yep. Where's this, gr- yeah. where's this Green Book? When did we see Green Book? Uh, 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 November? Oh, here you go. I ranked it the highest, so I am the smartest. I gave it a 92. Sheehan gave what? it a 90. Dave, you only gave it an 81. You bitch. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's, it's a good movie. I just don't think it's Mission Impossible Fallout good. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, who, who rated Shape of Water the highest? Oh. Uh, go back and find out. I have it. Who do you think? I'm going to say me. I think it's going to be me. Dave ranked it the highest. She rated yes. it the lowest. Yes. Wait, that's wrong. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, you. Yeah, you, <laughs> Dave was the smartest person on the podcast see, in did, 2018. See, Dave was the smartest person on the podcast in 2017. I was the smartest person on the podcast in 2018. Sheehan has never been the smartest person on the podcast. That's a that tough two years. Right. That's a tough God break. Damn it. That's a tough break. It is. I I didn't. I all right. Shape of Water was not my pick, so that's why I didn't do it. My pick was. Uh, uh, three three billboards outside Evan, Missouri. So you gave yeah. you gave Sh- uh, Shape of Water a fifty nine. <laughs> Did it? No. Did I? <laughs> no. No. You gave it a seventy five. Oh damn it! I thought that was real. <laughs> I was gonna say that seems harsh. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of it, but it seems a little a little low. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Oh, Speaking of harsh, next week we are reviewing. A movie. I think we were too harsh on the for the first one, but we are reviewing Happy Death Day to You, the sequel to the 2017 slash Groundhog hit. Day movie. I don't yep. think we were too harsh on the first one. <laughs> what what, what I was our? Looked at our like we were kind of harsh on it. What was our score? Do you remember? Uh, our yeah, it, we gave it four out of five stars. Seems re- good. And a 38.7 critical. Ooh, yeah, thirty-eight seems just a tad low. Um, that does seem very harsh. I rewatched it last week, and it it was better than I remembered. No, it's a dumb movie. No, no, you know what though? I mean, I would, I would, I was guessing like fifties because I I've tried to sit down and watch it on HBO, and I just couldn't. I can't get through it. That this, but it's one of those ones where you, like once you know the ending, it loses its magic. This is the movie that I made the rating system where not gonna be even not trying to win an award doesn't get above fifty. Which I think is too harsh. Well, now now that we're actually like keeping track of all rankings, we can't uh, do that. Jimmy, I, I threw out last week when we did Lego Movie, that I think most movies 
like they get wide releases that are good enough for that, they're between like six, like fifty and seventy-five. Mm. I think do, most do you remember major Ocean's releases 8? are in that range. Okay, Ocean's so 8. hold on. So you think every movie that we've reviewed? No, because some were smaller niche ones. I think. Okay, let me go through ones that we gave lower than a fifty to then, and see if you think they should be fifty. What did you say, fifty to sixty-five? Uh, fifty to seventy-five. Okay, so mother. <laughs> no, but that that was like unanimously hated. How yes. it ends. I enjoyed that. That wasn't that never got a wide release. That was thrown on Netflix because they couldn't do a wide release. Okay, Super Troopers two. Ooh, trash. I yeah, outright that, trash. The, that I think I rated that like forty five or like fifty. So right For, around there. Forty three. Okay, what about this one? This one's really gonna throw you for loop. Fifteen seventeen to Paris. Trash. That also, but our that was are in like is around fifty. Uh, that was what thirty or twenty. We gave what? it a twenty three. That was too high. Percent critical. That that movie was very bad. Okay, The Snowman. Well, they only we only saw about eighty percent of the movie, so yeah. But they pushed out a movie that wasn't finished, so that goes against the theory. Like Dave, I think your theory is getting shot. There's some money grabs. No, because we've done eighty something movies now. What about action? What about action point? I think again that was on the lower side. Yeah. Above fifty, though. That was. Was not. You gave it a fifteen, Dave. I know. I, I hated that movie. <laughs> but look at our our total average of every movie we've seen is within the range. I said it's at seventy two point six. Yeah, but I think there are movies that get released that are worse than fifty. Yeah, I didn't say none. I said the majority are beep, in that range. Beep beep beep. <laughs> He's backing it up. No, listen He's to what I, listen to the episode and listen to what I said. I said the majority of movies beep, are in that beep, fifty to seventy five range. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, I agree that if it there's so many movies that don't even make it to theaters, but there are bad movies that make it to theaters for reasons that they shouldn't have. Just like money, like Snowman. They were like, "Well, we put money into this. Let's just get some money back. Let's put it in theaters." And and there are some dumb ones. But you, yep. but I mean, your general thought is correct that if it makes it to theaters, it's got some quality to it. Yeah, I think yep. the majority right. of movies are not trash. And I think that's going to put a pin in it. Dave, official word, I think majority of movies are not trash. Put it on a billboard, put it on a t-shirt, fact. All right, so that's speaking of movies movie that off. speaking of movies that are wide released that are not trash, according to Dave, Tyler Perry's Medea's Family Funeral is coming out this weekend, so go rush to see it. It's probably not trash. Probably any, trash. any comments on that, Dave? Uh, a lot of people like them. They make a lot of money. Not for us. That, that goes yeah, into a, 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 not, a not for us category. And that's okay. All right. So that's going to wrap up this week's uh, edition of Headliners. Check us out on Monday. Like we said, we're reviewing Happy Death Day to you. Um, follow us on uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Six Pack Cinema. Like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends. Be a good listener. Reach out to us. Say hi. We, we, we like talking. Any other words, guys? That's all. Say hi on Facebook. We got a Facebook page. Oh, we got a Facebook page like we're not like, you know, 2004. Just found out about it. All right, guys. Later. See ya.